Welcome back, Poggers, to another episode of The Pog State. I'm your host, Atlas. This is Valdez. These guys over here are Chronicler and Wolf, or Mau Mau and Wolf, because we want to have a bit of an animal theme over on that side of the desk. Uh, week six for us is just about to wrap up. We've got a couple of series still to go. You guys have seen them. Please, no spoilers. Although you can't go back in time, at least not as uh, as far as I am aware. Week 7 is about to begin. That should be tomorrow for you guys, if you are watching this as it comes out. Very exciting matches as well, as in a couple of days, theoretically, for you guys. You've got Genji versus T1. There has been some very exciting news that has occurred over the last couple of weeks. Uh, LS has come back to Korea. We uh, have welcomed him back with open arms. A little bit of a shame of what happened with C9, but we don't really talk about the uh, rest of the world here on the Pog State. We like to keep things very close to home, and uh, there has been definitely enough to talk about Mm -hmm. uh, in Korea this week. And we like addressing elephants in the room. Yes, animal themes will continue throughout the day. Um, Elephants in the room are certainly things that we like to talk about. And so... Let's dive into it. Um, T1 versus Damwon Kia. Uh, the series itself, um, how things went. Let's just start with breaking down how that match went. Because I think that uh, a lot of people have concerns about Damwon Kia at the moment and their performance. I no, I, I really don't. I feel like this is... Really? Yeah, no, not really. This was exactly what I expected coming into the split. Like getting 2-0 by T1 is... Who cares? It's T1. Mm. Like they're beating anyone. Um, and Damon Kia coming into this, but like, yes, Showmaker and Kenyon are extremely good, but considering the fact that Showmaker was very clearly burned out by the end of, or even during MSI, but like, mm-hmm. I think even during Worlds, you could see that it, it was missing a lot of the spark that was there in 2020. Uh, you get a bot lane who, while obviously being a huge upgrade in lane, also shout out to Doc Dom for the T1 match where he almost carried, but not quite. <laughs> um, and, and then you have an unexperienced top laner who, unfortunately, uh, is not Zeus, so he's playing like an inexperienced top laner uh, and getting bodied uh, and slowly getting better. So I, I think that Dom and Kia are very much on track f- to being a truly good team by like summer again. They'll make playoffs, right? Because they're still not going to lose to like bottom four, bottom five teams because they have Canyon. Yeah, Canyon's pretty <laughs> and, good. And Show, Showmaker, uh, unfortunately, uh, has had uh, his ups and downs. Um, uh, but but I, I honestly, this was very much in line with what I expected at the start of the split. Uh, and I would have liked a 2-1 here, but I mm. think this was always going to be a T1 win. I do have concerns about Dom One Kia. Um, I think oh, that good. I wasn't just like crazy on my own. Thanks, Wolf. Oh, God. I, I, I think that uh, we're seeing Showmaker again, especially against T1. Like, he has these strange picks. I wouldn't call Ari a strange pick, but it felt personal, right? Like, oh, best faker or best Ari in the league, faker on the other side. Like, let me see what I can do. Let me play this Ari. Didn't work out very well for him. Um, I I have to say I feel like when I watch the Damwon Kia players walk on stage, we have the walkouts every day. They look really unhappy. They look really stressed out. I think it's maybe a product of being dominant for so long and now being like number four, number three, number four. You know they're oscillating between the two, and you're like, well, how does this feel? Like this is quite unusual. You know, Showmaker in particular not on top right now. Canyon as well doesn't look too happy at the moment. Um, and you go back and watch those walkouts, you can really feel the tension in that team. And even though I think they are improving a lot, it feels like the synergy that we come to expect from Damwon Kia didn't come naturally this time. Like with Khan, it felt very natural. You know, he looked like he actually improved the team's communication, improved the atmosphere on the team a lot, and he was a great top laner. People will argue about Nuggery versus Khan until the end of the time. That's not important here, but 
Um, the, the transition we have this time for Domwinkia is much larger than what we saw with the Khan uh, swap in. And I think Domwinkia were just like, hell yeah, we got Khan. This is great. Like, he's so good for our team. We're communicating really well. And then Bertol plus Hoya, who was in the background, and then Kel and Duckdom, it feels very, very different. And, and Domwinkia are taking longer to adjust than I think uh, other teams like Kwangdong Freaks and DRX, who have made massive improvements over the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say is, as you mentioned, it is like a transition period. And I think that much like the way we're seeing Nongsim kind of get bodied by all the corona issues and stuff like that, I think that the start of the split for Damwon was just like, our top laner doesn't exist. How are we going to win with Hoya, who is basically dropping the ball in every single game? And then they started to play Bertle, but he's very inexperienced. So it was a larger, I think kind of investment period for them at the beginning of spring to really get like a foundation underneath them and I think we're seeing the effects of that right now like it's still spring it's still relatively early like we are at the two-thirds mark at the end of this week at the time of the recording um so I'm not as worried I think they're you know if you're a Dom 1 fan it can feel like well these guys were the best and now they're like you know, everything's kind of falling apart, but I think they just need a little bit more time. I think I'm kind of with Mal on this one, but uh, I think we'll see by playoffs, you know, what kind of team this really is, because if they also get bodied in uh, playoffs, then that is kind of worrisome, because they do have a, a really impressive roster still. Yeah. I think there's um there's there's a little bit of like a, a ratio issue here um, that you you have to go into for, for Darmonkia, because you can talk about the fact that they are rebuilding and things like this, but that doesn't stop them from being, you know, multi-time LCK world cha uh, LCK champions looking for that fourth title in a row. You know, like they have incredible expectations on their shoulders, and there's a there's like an expectation to understanding that like this is a rebuilding period to just face value of what happened with the team, right? And if like as far as like the roster changes, so Doctor and Kellen coming in. I think a lot of people would just say that on paper looks like an upgrade. This team should theoretically be better. But I think it's really cool, like what you said, Wolf, about the fact that Khan's left. And for environment, for any team that I've ever seen Khan on, the guy is just like full of energy, full of positivity. And he's one of these players that is really, really good at being uplifting. I think you can put Peanut in that category. You can definitely put Umpty in that category when he's Peter. playing well. Peter <laughs> for the casting team, um, definitely uh, one of those Makes uplifting feel, players. Yeah. Any challenger player? Any challenger player for Chronicler. Um, yes, he is a big fan, um, as we generally know. Um, but I just don't think that Damwon has that at the moment. And I think like you put the expectation of like this is an incredible bottom lane in Doc Dom and Kellen coming into the team, but you unfortunately lose a shot calling voice in Beryl, and then Khan retires and you lose that positivity. And I think that there is like actually a lot more lost from Darmon that we didn't necessarily factor in as much or like the, the, the fan base didn't necessarily factor in as much. You can't and see it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like the expectation whilst still being really high, like the output potential of this team is not reaching that. And therefore you're like emotionally drained even more and you miss Khan even more. And then it's like, it starts the spiral. And then you have... Showmaker going 2-9-5 and five in a series when we know that this guy is better than that, right? It, but it's also... Uh, what's the what's the score for the Monkey right now? Like 7-5, and 6-6? Six and six? 
not 100% sure. I think um, it's higher than that. Yeah, it probably is. But like they, so they seven. lost. They're like 7-4. Seven 7-4. And four. Seven and seven four. Four. Oh, there you go. And they lost, they lost twice to T1. They lost once to Gen.G. And they lost once to Nongshim. And this was also when Nongshim was like an actual team that wasn't repeatedly ganked by COVID. So, <laughs> um, I, 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 again, like I've been saying this since the beginning. I think that Damon was a team that had built the synergy within their team and, and how everything works. And as much as I think he was justly critified as an individual player, Ghost was also a pivotal part of that roster because Ghost yeah. was, Ghost, you take the you take the pick you take the blind pick you get pummeled in lane because it doesn't matter right and they've been building that synergy for four years uh, uh give or take i think it was a little less maybe three years but, but from challengers to and there were small changes obviously nuclear to ghost um and, and nuguri khan felt like a very fluent transition i think because the core of the team didn't change but this mm. is just not the same team anymore and we're gonna have to accept that is that going to be enough for spring i don't think that it will be, but I do think that if they maintain this roster, I would be really sad if they change the roster after I, spring. I want to add something too. Something that Atlas and I talked about actually off camera during our death segment the other day is that Damwon Kia. So Damwon Kia last year they added Khan to the team and they got Coma, and it was like, oh, this is really cool. And it felt like the team was just already kind of built from step one. But this year, they have Danny. It's kind of stepping into the coaching role a little bit more. He's taking care of drafts, but it seems like he's kind of like the head coach. And Danny's more of an analyst than a leader, I think. And this is a Damwon Kia that won't just... I, I personally disagree with some of these takes because I don't think Damwon Kia just needs time. They actually need leadership, and they need someone to explain how this team is going to be shot-called. And Showmaker and Canyon can carry this team against all of the teams that you didn't mention, like that they lost to because they beat all of the bottom teams, right? But I think against some of the top teams, if Dominic Key wants to go back to the elite, like the the lack of coma because he's kind of been pushed into a different role here for the team, which is what you know Atlas and I were talking about the other day, mm. is is going to hurt them. And I don't think this team just will organically get better because Duck Dom and Kellen were also amazing innate talent on Nongshim. That wasn't coached to like their full potential either, and now they're like over here, like, oh, I got on the Dom One Kia roster, like I'm just gonna automatically be the best bot duo because that's what everyone was saying about us, and now we're on the best team theoretically if we can actually pull this off. And I just don't think it's going to just happen. Like I think there needs to be like some strong coaching. There needs to be some looking at how you're gonna play around the top side. So I don't think a roster change is required. I do agree with that, but I I don't like. I don't expect that, like, just over time, Dom 1 will be the best. Like, it'll just happen, guys. Just wait. Don't worry. I'm like, I'm kind of worried. Like, I don't think they're improving fast enough, and I don't know if there's any any real push within the team to try to figure out how this team works together. I think Danny's focus has always been on the draft. That's what he's strong at. In terms of growing a team, like, T1 disagreed with his philosophy on that so much, they kicked him out. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure... Yeah, there's a lot if of people that share that opinion as well. Like, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a conversation for another time, I think, but... Yeah, no, I, I, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's really hard with, with Darmonkia to, to really understand what's going on behind the scenes because there's a lot of assumptions you just made. True. Right? And I think that when you talk about giving a team time, that's kind of exactly what uh, Chronicle was talking about, right? Is that theoretically, if you're a world-class organization and team that just, you know, recent, the most recent Korean team to win Worlds, um, you'd probably say that they're world-class, right? Um, you'd expect them to be able to provide infrastructure in order to solve an issue that we as outsiders looking in can very clearly see, right? So I think that giving them the benefit of the doubt is deserved at this stage, like talking like just over halfway through spring. 
But if this is like still going when we get to the beginning of summer, that's when we're like, oh, you know, like that's when <laughs> Wolf is like referencing yeah. back. He's like, do you remember that episode of the Pog State? I told oh, you this right now, this. Right now, I'm like the doctor is like, I see your symptoms. Like, come back in one more half of a round robin if like it hasn't improved <laughs> yeah. because we're going to have to prescribe we'll, something. Yeah, we'll give you a cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at these symptoms and I'm like, all right, like you got about you know, three more weeks of regular season. If you haven't fixed it by then, like come see me because uh, we're going to have to write something up. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's all true, but at the same time, um, like Chronicler was saying, like the team is still performing well, and even though we have like really high expectations for them, they do now live in a world with a totally new and improved Genji roster and also T1, which might be one of the best teams we've had in, in years, right? So like, yeah. we have a lot of expectations, but I think we need to give time to like the top lane to really develop and for them to develop as a team. And also, I think the competition is even higher this year. So, like, at the same time, I don't know. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to wait and and see because, you know, Dom One were world class, and I think they're still a fantastic team. But uh, the stakes have been raised, and yeah. T One is really kind of like, you know, now we're the best. You know, we're the world world class team. We're on top, and I they're the huge favorites to win spring, right? So. Dom one, you know, <laughs> yeah, they have some other worries. You know, they need time, I think, to to really to get there, to to even become close to trying to challenge even Gen G, let alone T one. Yeah, I don't think that there was ever like, I don't think there was ever a world where we expected Dom one Kia to beat T one. I was just a little bit disappointed with the way that they played against T one, right? Because it it wasn't close. No. It wasn't even a little bit. Well, close. I think. I, I, in, in game number two, uh, had uh, you know the the elephant not happened, we might have had a, a slightly different series because I think that Dogtom actually played exemplary uh, on Asriel, uh mm-hmm. in, in that one and actually almost managed to pull it together. Um, and I do agree with Elvas that uh, overall the things with Damon are just gonna gonna have to see. I do think that they were playing 4v5 for the first three, four weeks, and that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> so that's good. It really stunts your it growth was, as a team no, to deal with that, but actually. It, it actually mm. was, like, because we joke about it, but uh, Hoya performed way worse than he ever had on Fred Abreon, so clearly, yeah. like, just a And he didn't perform very well on Fred Abreon. Well, no, but he was... <laughs> just was, to add context was, to that one. Yeah, no, he, he was kind of there, and he was he was just... He existed. But, like, on that one, it didn't even feel like that happened. He was actively a detriment to the team, and mm. then Birdle was subbed in, and you initially saw why Hoya started over Birdle, because Birdle looked even worse. But by this point, I think Birdle is just a middle-of-the-pack LCK top laner. Yeah, he's serviceable now. Yeah, and, and that happened like what like four five weeks in so it's kind of a unfortunate start the funny thing is that we'll only talk about dumb on kia because like what do you say about t1 they are the best yeah that's what i was they gonna beat segue everyone to. yeah that's it's what just, i was gonna segue yeah. to i was like <laughs> we've, okay. we've beat that dead horse you know There's, many um, times to keep the animal theme going you know? yeah there we go Love beating dead horses and, about that one yeah but the horse is not dying anymore uh because True. the horse is now winning which is actually kind of cool Woo! animal references um I, there, there is one thing I, w- I do want to talk about um, as far as Damon, uh, sorry, as far as T1 is concerned, because I think T1 has eclipsed the comparisons to Damwon over the last couple of years and are now getting towards comparisons with themselves with old, seven yeah. years ago. Yeah. Like, that's, that's where we've got to. It's like, Damwon weren't actually dominant enough. Um, no. The other comparison that you can go to is actually Griffin and their run that was ended by Genji. 
<laughs> after 12 in a row. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Because uh, how, many, how many Griffin players are on that uh, that That, that Gen, Gen G, G team? That oh, they're playing? There's, there's a few. That yeah, they're playing no. for, the f- for that 13th match now that they're 12 and 0? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, narrative. I, I do think there's... we. I don't want to get into the Dom One Kia legacy versus SK Telecom versus T1 2022 legacy conversation yet because Dom One could surprise us, even though I'm the guy who's being the negative Nancy about it right now and like actually take the fourth title and have like the sickest playoff run. Uh, but I think that's a conversation we can have after. Yeah. But let, let's talk about the game itself, though, a little bit, like the the actual elephant, a little bit. Because yeah, I think it's time to it's time to get into it. We've uh, yeah. we, we gotta we gotta we gotta have the uh, the. We gotta do it. Oh, I gotta give myself up. Give myself up. All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, let's talk about the pause uh, that did happen. I will first lay down just the groundwork for for what we were doing. It was game two, and the beginning of game number two, we had a pause. Wolf and I, as per usual, when a pause happens, just started talking about random stuff. The pause continued, though, for an extraordinary amount of time before we uh, got some insight into the, the situation. Uh, the situation was uh, Faker ran out of base. He had been experiencing audio issues prior to this, and they were resolved, theoretically. And so, known issue had happened. New one crops up. And he can't hear sound out of each ear evenly. And so gets towards the mid lane. Has, you know, the game's been going for about a minute or something like that. Says to the ref, uh, can we pause? My uh, headphone, headset is not working. Um, the ref asks him to wait a moment, I think is the uh, pretty accurate translation yep. mm-hmm. um, of the situation. And Faker says, oh, it's not really, uh, I don't know what's going on. And he was frustrated, or it seemed like he was a little bit frustrated, right? Very professional, but a bit annoyed that uh, sound wasn't working in his headset. Um, the ref- he's sharing info, you know, he's saying it's working on the left side, it's working on the right. So he's like, I can hear both sides for a second, you know, he's, yeah, yeah. he's sharing information with the ref. Doing a lot of like testing his microphone, things like that, just to make sure that he knew what was going on. The ref then gave him permission uh, to pause the game. And as... Faker was attempting to pause the game. He accidentally pressed his flash button because in order to pause a game, you can no longer forfeit, which is, it was news to me. I actually thought the function was still there. You just weren't allowed to do it. And on some clients, it's different. But on the Korean client, you just type slash FF to pause the game. That is how you pause. So if you don't press the slash, you generally just F. And that's for us flashes out there. For dlashes... You're totally okay because you're not going to teleport to a brush, you know, that doesn't have anything in it, especially not at the beginning of the game. We've solved that issue um, with with the new teleport. So um, for flashes, it can be a bit of an issue here. And Faker, unfortunately, flashed. And then we go into the pause and then the debacle ensues. Do you guys agree with everything you said so far? I think that's a pretty good, uh, like... It's a really great opening statement. Yeah, it's a really good like list of the events. <laughs> like the facts are out there of what <laughs> happened in order. Um, I Check guess YouTube is, I guess it is important. Okay. Thank you, counselor. <laughs> it is important to note that uh, all of this happened in game, as you mentioned, and uh, all ten players were active on the rift. And um, when it happened at that time, when you and I were casting, I thought that it was early enough because we didn't see a whole lot of what happened in game that no one had actually seen each other on the Rift, but in fact, uh, the top laners actually saw each other on the five-point start. There were comms talking about, oh, he's their top, like, I see them. <laughs> so actually, players did interact with each other in terms of vision being exchanged, 
before the pause happened and before the flash happened. So there was like a case for this game should not be remade in any circumstance because players have actually seen each other. Yeah, players strategies each have other. been given yeah, away. Yeah. Exactly. If no one sees each other at all, then usually this type of game can be remade. Or if like people are still walking out of the base and something like this happens, like you can remake because no actual gameplay has happened. But they did see each other. So I wanted to add that uh, yeah. aspect. All right, so um, now that we've laid that groundwork, groundwork let's uh, take a pause huh, to talk about how mm -hmm. a pause is actually supposed to be handled um, based on the rule book and just pauses in general because you've seen many, many pauses. Sometimes players will receive uh, penalties for pausing without due reason, things like this. But pauses generally need to be requested and thankfully Chronicler has a uh, rule set for us. Take it away, lawyer boy. Love me some rule sets. So... There are two types of pauses that you're allowed to take. One is a directed pause, which is a referee just saying, pause the game, right? This is something that if a referee identifies that like something is happening that is not okay, the referee can always pause the game and that is no matter what uh, is fine. But then in, that situation, in this situation, obviously uh, not what happened. Then you have the player pause, which is what happened in this scenario, which can only be uh, done for a number of reasons, although it doesn't necessarily say that these are the only acceptable reasons it's a little bit of a gray area but we're going to assume that these are the only ones that generally you will not get in trouble for which is an unintentional disconnect makes sense yeah uh, secondly a hardware or software malfunction or physical interference with a player like uh fan gank that is the actual fan that's gank. the that's yeah. the uh <laughs> that's the legal term yeah mm -hmm. fan gank uh and and those honestly are the at least in the rulebook given the reasons allowed for a pause. So referees can always cause for a pause players when there is specific acceptable reasons. Yeah, and so this one was uh, a hardware issue and therefore a perfectly reasonable uh, time to request a pause. Um, and then it was, I guess, theoretically, a directed pause after that, right? So the ref would say, Faker, you may pause the game. Faker then pauses the game, flashes instead, and then pauses. And, yeah, and, and so, that's that's sort of the situation we're in. So at the moment, everything's absolutely fine. Everything is just no uh, exactly yeah, no mistakes from either side. Outside of the fact that Faker has pr pressed his flash button uh, unintentionally, right? Yes, um, I think it's important to note the distinction between why a player would pause versus why a referee would pause. Normally, there are a team of referees watching like Hawks. They're all in the lobby and they all have the ability to pause. So usually when an issue happens, referees react immediately. It, when you see a pause happen in the LCK where the thing pops up and says game is paused and it's got a little scrolly bar, usually that's when a referee like instantly reacts to a small issue that's happened. He sees a player like walk past a turret or something, which happened earlier in the season, and the referee is like, okay, something's wrong, and the referee will instantly <laughs> pause. The reason why a player would pause is because of it, they want to react faster because maybe they see something a referee doesn't see quickly enough, like their mouse stops working, the referee can't physically see that watching from the, the game's like observer client, and that's when a, a player would pause. So that's... I just want to make that distinction, like, why wouldn't players just always pause, or why would a player ever pause? Like, sometimes a player can see something, and that's why those reasons are listed to why a player would be allowed to pause. This this was a case where the referees didn't pause because they were trying to identify the situation, and then Faker, and it was very unclear because they thought the issue was resolved, and then Faker decided to pause because he was given permission to after communicating with the referees, which is also very rare. Usually a player is not ever talking to a referee about whether he should or should not pause. Thankfully, we have this video to go over exactly what went on, right? So there was a bit of dialogue considering the fact that there was an issue prior. And so checking to see whether it was the same issue cropping back up again or whether it was a new one was sort of what was going on here, um, which is why there was the added dialogue, right? Um, 
and to talk about examples of like uh, pause pauses that are misused, we actually had one last year with Umpty actually thinking that he had his extended range on Xinjiao and he thought it was bugged because he yeah. kind of panicked. Uh, but he hadn't actually gotten the upgrade yet. So he paused and was actually given a warning. Um, there was kind of an extended pause there. And I think it was very embarrassing for everyone involved. But, like, that yeah. did happen. And that is one example of a pause that someone used incorrectly because they wanted to say, like, a bug happened in the game and I want to address this. It was not correct. And then the LCK ruled, like, we're not going to, like, you're not in trouble. You're not suspended. But, like, now Fred Brion has a warning, which can affect your standings and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's... A completely reasonable take. So, like, people make mistakes. League of Legends is such a complex game. Uh, and, and oh, I absolutely, think just yeah. A, and just also, a normal warning. Is let's remember fun. that this whole situation is ran by humans, and what do humans do best? Mistakes. So, look, we all make mistakes, and uh, this is an example of some mistakes. So, shall we get into those? Um, because in the ensuing moments, and this is something that the LCK team has admitted um, was mishandled, was that. Once the game was paused, Faker just accidentally flashed and they wanted to make sure that game number two was in the most competitively accurate situation, right? Like, because if he doesn't have flash in the mid lane at level one, it's a horrible situation, right? Even if the team doesn't know, if he's then ganked very early, then it's very confusing if he just straight up dies without flashing and things like this. So it would have been a horrible situation for Faker, and he was like requesting a remake immediately, um, as you can hear in the footage. And so the referees basically got together. So from this point on, after the pause happened, it's not one person. It's not one ref or anything like that. This is a team working together on finding the best solution. They deemed that the best solution was to chrono break the game and to bring us back to a point before the flash has actually occurred. This would not impact any of the players. It would, of course, mean that the pause has to go on for a little bit longer. Um, however, the largest mistake that actually happened was a breakdown in communication. So not only did the referees not manage to tell uh, the broadcast team in time, but they were also unable to tell Darmon in time. And I think it's very important when a chrono break is happening that you talk about the other, you talk to the other team, you talk to everyone involved as it's happening, right? And this, yeah, and this is when we get to talk about the mental aspect of this because Damwon Kia's players were left out of the loop as well. And during a pause, players are, for a, a large period of time, there's like a threshold. You're not allowed to communicate about the game in any way. So you can't use a pause to your advantage to actually get additional communication or talk about how you're going to engage on a team fight if a pause happens right before one or in the middle of one. Um, and the reason why Damwon's players were, of course, not uh, told anything about this is because they're... If the game was to be resumed, it's an unfair advantage to tell them the Faker has no flash because he has no flash. They could use that to their advantage. Um, and then eventually the Damwon Kia uh, coaching staff was told late. And so the first reaction any coaching staff is going to have is like, whoa, like, well, that's his fault that like, he accidentally flashed. I'm not cool with that. Yeah, and So and that the, caused the, a delay. Yeah. This is the other thing as well, and we need to be very clear about this. There was... A breakdown in communication when Damwon found out that the game was being chronobroken, right? Chronobroken? Chronobraked? Not entirely sure how yes. you're supposed to say that. Chronobroken? <laughs> anyway, and then when Damwon found out exactly what had happened and in the order of things happening and things like this, like we did, getting full oversight. Because this took about like... It took 20 it took minutes. So it was a long time, right? But it was the fact that Damwon were not given enough information 
as to why they fought back, right? And there's a lot of people that I, like a lot of takes that I saw online that were like, oh, they're just trying to drag this out. They're trying to, they're just, they'd argue for anything. Like, no, like if, if you're told that the enemy team accidentally flashed and we're chrono breaking, you're like, holy crap, the whole league is gone to like, <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell is going on here, right? I was even talking about this on the desk. I didn't have full information, right? We were just inferring a lot of things. And if someone accidentally flashes and then you chrono break the game, the implications for that are astronomically awful for competitive integrity and for wanting a game to just continue, right? Because otherwise everyone's like, pausing all the time it's like i missed my skill shot better pause it can i get a chrono Wrong break runes. can we read it can we regain yeah no, no, no. It's, it's absolutely absurd and so like you can understand why you would get limited information and then react very strongly to it so for those blaming damon for that please stop doing that that is just not okay and then as soon as damon got full information then they were like oh well that's totally fine then let's chrono break and get back into the game unfortunately all this communication and this is where like the mental aspect comes in because if you talk about it all compressed, right, and the timeline isn't actually fully given to you, then you're like, huh. oh, well, a bit of a bit of an oopsie, you know? After that three minutes of sorting that out, we'll get back into the game and everything's fine. But no, it was 20 plus minutes, right? And this is where it starts weighing on you. And we know that all of these players are like really jazzed up trying to get into this game. This is D-match. Yeah, and also... At the beginning of a game two, after a game that you've just lost, those are moments where you're feeling a heck of a lot of pressure. And so as far as like the emotional stress that you're feeling, I'd imagine that for Damon here in that moment, things weren't feeling super crash hot. Yeah, and you could you could see it in, in the gameplay as well. I think it did affect them mentally. I think it did affect the game. And, you know, these are things that do happen. And I think that a lot of leagues would just not acknowledge this, right? And like, I'm glad that we're having this conversation now because... I do think it affected Showmaker's performance in the second game. Like, I, I do 100% do think it affected him. And yes, he is a professional and he's won three LCK titles back to back and also has won a world championship. But, um, you know, this is his hardest start of his season he's had in a while, right? This is the most important match he went into. And uh, I think we're all ready to admit, and we already had a PR statement issued by LCK that, like, we, we we messed up a little bit here as as a unit like a the, little bit a lot I the, think, the, I think the we ref, messed up a massive amount the, like, the ref the yeah. ref issue with Faker not getting his pause immediately was you know something that we can explain but it was still not the right choice to actually deny the pause or like not deny the pause but to be like wait 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 hold on like they're trying to figure it out and then also I think the other issue that isn't talked about as much is how long this um, yeah. took which is what we we're kind of getting into here because I think that's when it affects the Dom one players the most is like the length at which has happened where. Damon Kid players don't know what's happening and like they're starting to think all sorts of like really angry thoughts or frustrated thoughts and it's gonna affect your your mindset going into a game too. You're already down a game in the series. So um, I just I, wanted to I, 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 I wanna like just cut in real quick because we need to also acknowledge the fact that this does not mean that this is an asterisk or anything no. like that. There was no expectation <laughs> no. I mean, that T1 were not going to smash this series. T1 right? were also very, like, yeah, and, and T1 would have been absolutely. They like, had more information. Yeah, yeah. they would have been but frustrated. They're still unhappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also comparable to if you are playing Slate Aspire on the 20 minutes feels like nothing. <laughs> 
But if you if you if you if you're sitting if you're sitting in my my personal experience, for example, the dentist's office and you're waiting and your dentist tells you it's five more five more minutes. Well, now with an Nintendo Switch, you can be playing Slay the Spire well, in the I dentist's like, office. No, 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 no. You don't you don't bring your your Switch. But to, you're with to all such, your friends, such dark places. You're with you all just, your friends and you're not allowed to talk to them. Yeah, you can't speak. You're just to them. you're just yeah, you're right. just sitting there and like I think that that's uh it's it's a great example of the relativity of time where. The impact that that's going to have is, I think, really big. And I don't think that uh, that is something that takes away from T1's victory at all. I'm really glad that you mentioned yeah. that because it doesn't. But it is uh, also unfortunate for Dumb One. And that's just really the, the big loss of the situation is that everyone lost because the response yeah. towards the ref yeah. Yeah. was Yeah, this is the worst. Ludicrous. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. just be good humans to each other and try a little bit of empathy. The thing that really got to me was uh, obviously the, the vitriol and, and, and the witch hunting that occurred regarding the ref, which yeah. that, that, that part already in of itself should, should make you question, like, what, what are we doing here, right? Like, yes, it was a mistake, and the ref was talked to by the LCK, this is someone that has undergone extensive training. Yeah, I think we can we can take a moment now to yeah. actually talk about what it takes to become but, an LCK ref. I, yeah, but I, the the only final point that I want to make on it, and this is something that if you were watching the broadcast, we didn't know what actually happened until the next day. I know this is full PSAs, but this is a really important one. Um, <laughs> Uh, not we did we didn't know not until the next day. We're at Law Park. We have Jason in our ears, and Jason knows everything, right? It's it's Jason. Well, actually, this is the point. The broadcast team even didn't know soon enough, right? So, like well, that's the that's the ma yes, massive mistake, exactly. right? It's like that they should know, but no one knew anything. <laughs> that's in the that's the point I was going to make. Thank you, Max. Um, and uh, and th this I found out halfway through my this, rant that you were about to say that, and I'm sorry for ruining your setup. It's, it's fine, no, because because the point is the reason why we're so frustrated is because. There were multiple people on Twitter that were just being taken at face value. And maybe if the broadcast doesn't know what's going on, you shouldn't trust a random Discord or Twitter comment that says, no, this is actually what has happened. Uh, the, the, the ref said, the deal with it, faker. And like those things are just, especially now that the thing has... Uh, just the, never the, happened. The, that <laughs> categorically never happened. And this ties into a larger societal issue that we have right now, which is people are for some reason much more believing of a complete random on the internet than the actual LCK broadcast that is being held to insane standards that they are fair, that they are transparent. And, and we're not going to believe those. You know, those are, those, I, don't, I don't trust the LCK, but random. Or actual literal comms that were released. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but unverified Twitter accounts of an LCK fan. That's where and, you get the if. And, that's, yeah. and, and that is one thing, but to then take that info and turn that into personal attacks is something that honestly is not something that should happen in the LCK. That should never happen, ever. No. Um, yeah. And it's important because people trust those kinds of comments because it fits their, I don't know if it's confirmation bias or it's some other kind of bias in their minds where it's like, this is my team and they were negatively affected, so somebody must have messed up, somebody must have had something against us, but that's actually just not true you know like the referee wasn't out to get faker he they, they weren't trying to like give them an opportunity so i really want to nail that point home you know like don't just believe anything because that's what you think happened in your mind because that fits your your bias just try to look at it objectively i think that's really important in this day and age yeah you can always find the opinion that you want on the internet and if you search hard enough doesn't matter how wrong you are you'll find someone else just as wrong as you that is, that's just a fact. That's how it works.
unfortunately, <laughs> like that creates an echo chamber and then you have like this blow up effect and then you have mm -hmm. people that are now grabbing pitchforks looking for this person that had an interaction that upon review we have decided was actually a fine interaction and then it was a group of referees that actually made the mistake yeah that dragged all this out and actually caused a lot of damage to how the game would have gone i don't think that it would have turned out any differently however i know that there was a lot of frustration and this whole blow-up would not have happened. We've had so many pauses in the history of the LCK, right? We've had the crazy skin issue. We've had Cuvee's toilet issues. We've had Doc Dom toilet issues. We've had so many different issues. Bang chair issue. Bang, and then yeah. the follow-up <laughs> wolf chair issue as well. I also don't like my chair. Please replace it. Bang got a new cool chair. I want one too. It's actually, that actually happened. It's very, very cute. I remember watching that. Oh, my yeah. God. We had some fantastic chair issues. Thankfully, Spo TV called everything an issue and had them as a lower third. The graphics team were absolutely fantastic. I wonder who was working there. I think it was G-Sun. Of course it was because she's just the best. <laughs> getting, some, getting some producer points. Nice. Champ. So, um, referees. Yeah, so let's actually um, go into what it takes to become an LCK referee. Because I think that there are a lot of people that were making some assumptions as to, to what it means to be an LCK referee. Level 1 referees have done at least 200 matches in 3 years. And level 2 are referees who've judged at least 30 matches in 2 years. Those with level 2 and 1 licenses partake a 17-hour LCK referee training program which ends with a written exam, a tryout, and an interview. And trainees with the highest scores are then chosen as the LCK referees. So basically, it's ludicrous. Like, the entrance, uh, the, the level that you need to be at in order to become a referee in the LCK. Kind of cycles back to a lot of what has been spoken about with wanting to do online and needing to have a referee there. The LCK, and here in Korea, especially in esports, the need for competitive integrity is extraordinarily high, and everyone does their due diligence to make sure that everything is as fair as possible. And therefore, very stringent rules apply to who can be a referee in the LCK. So for those that think that this person was not qualified or made errors in what was happening in-game, you were probably misinformed as to how incredibly informed this person actually is. And, and it's even like taking this into account, it's still fine if someone makes makes the error. Like, that's like the recurring theme. Of it was tonight. a group of people that and made an error, right? You, because they were probably afraid of backlash, which occurred anyway because of what they did. And it's, hey. And yeah. I'll, I'll lift the veil a little bit. We all love Atlas, right? Like he's amazing. He, he does so well. And it took him like 15,000 tries to just read out the basic referee, <laughs> the basic referee information. And that is something that like, that's going to happen to everyone. And, and, and honestly, I think that's normal. I, maybe we're a real sport now, you know? Everyone hates the refs in any sport ever. <laughs> I played competitive hockey, hated yeah. the refs. They were always, always in favor of the always other team. Against, yeah, mm. Always yeah. against my team. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, another thing is those are the minimums, right? Like, you need at least 200 hours, at least, right? 200 we, games. 200, 200 games. 200 games, yeah. sorry, which is more than 200 hours. Um, well, depends. <laughs> but anyway, like, a lot of the refs have been here for a long time. Like, a lot of these guys have years of experience, and they're on the team as well. Um, the majority of them are level one. Yeah, I'm sure there are some new refs in there, and mistakes are still made. So, like, you know. 
these yeah. guys these guys are the, the best that the, we have yeah, in Korea, the majority so. of these people who are putting in those 200 games um are doing it through the academy series that casper runs then challengers and then of course uh the lck like for those who were level two who got in through interviews then get up to their level one sass and there's kind of like a tier list there after passing the exam after passing the exam and then and getting the chosen out of a, and a whole bunch of others and, and there's a lot yeah. i mean there's a lot of other esports that you could put those those 200 games into like that are casper sanctioned like Cartwright is even a thing, and that actually gets really hard to referee. Trust me, <laughs> I've watched a lot of Cartwright. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of different ways to to look at how much um, how much these refs have seen, and how many pauses they've seen, and how many how many games that were played both offline and online that they refereed, and all the different issues that happens with that, and getting people into lobbies and peripheral issues and. Um, these were not noobs like that we were talking yeah. about. Even though they made errors, like these people are extremely experienced, more experienced than you're going to get probably in any other region of esports referees. Mm. So I, I do think it's important to note that like these people have a background in this for hours and hours and hours. They are extremely uh, proficient at what they do. Yeah, and I think that what all of this is uh, attempting to do is to tell you guys that you can trust them, right? We trust them every single day. We've had no issues trusting them uh, for many, many years here in the LCK. And I think that there, I don't think there's been an outcome of a situation that I've disagreed with ever when it comes to rulings that the LCK has made about in-game issues and things like this. And that is because stringent rules are put in place in order to make sure that competitive integrity is upheld. The problem with this, and even I was very upset after that game right it was very difficult to commentate like i was i was livid because i didn't have all of the facts i didn't understand and so i was reacting very similarly to a lot of how the fans were reacting but after you get all of the facts you understand how the timeline worked you're like the biggest mistake was not communicating effectively and quickly enough but it wasn't actually any action that had taken place on either side and when it, when it comes, like, when I, when I found out that there were people that are looking for where this referee lived yeah, and things like that, like, that's... Updating data. That's when you realize that things have gone absolutely way too far. And trying to find where this person lived because of a situation... Like, where was the negative? Like, why are you so angry? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Like, I, oh. It's time for a reality check, guys. Says, says Atlas angrily. No, Before you, I just want to say, like, my, my, my final thing on this is, like, there will be somebody who's going to write something in this comment. But before you write it, like, think about what you're about to write. Like, don't write something that's going to embarrass yourself. Because maybe you think you're in the moment, you're like, I'll tell those guys who think that we're being overreacting and we're too angry. Like, no, don't, don't embarrass yourself, please. Just, yeah. just don't write it. And if you want to be angry, too... Um then there are other places to do that. Um, boxing, really good. You could take League that out. Solo League Going of Legends solo queue. Going for a run. Going for a run, very good. Yeah, please don't Ex- bring that to the solo Exercise is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, touching Let's grass. perpetuate the uh, solo queue. Yeah, yeah. touching grass, like generally a pretty good way people. to uh, balance yourself out. Um, so, yeah. Um, hunting people down uh, on the yeah. internet. Also, probably not a good move. You know, like, I, I know that the... It's always like the vocal minority a lot of the time where it's like there are some bad eggs in every group of people. And the more people that exist in that group, generally there's a higher chance that there are more bad eggs and more of the vocal minority. So I know that the majority of any 
fan base or any group of people there's going to be good people that respect the referees and the broadcast and everything like that and they're not writing bad comments but there will be some of those people out there that write the insane ones where it's like this video was doctored they're <laughs> they're trying to tear down t1 like you and know, here's the thing too. It's it's just the vocal minority, and I know that the majority of you guys are fine. So if you are yeah, a good you. <laughs> if you are a good egg, and one of your friends who also loves the same thing as you is looking like he might be he might be one of the, he's like on the he line might be dipping a bad his toe egg. into bad, bad yeah, egg territory. Like, yeah. hey, like I saw what you posted. Like let's try to let's try to be better as a group. Let's 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 try to stay away from that stuff. You know, and I, calling people out in person for their really ridiculous shit online is actually a really good way to make it stop. Because often you have that level of anonymity and you start thinking that it's okay to say this stuff. Read out what they wrote to them and say, this is what you did. <laughs> like, and watch the reaction. I've done it before. It's hilarious. People get very embarrassed by, yeah. the, by the stuff that they've written. Well Honestly, I I, I kind of like it because it gives me an endless uh, endless supply of copy pastas. I, I yeah. can use this break screen, so I, I think it's I think it's, <laughs> I think it's great. That's actually. the best way, actually. Yeah, it's actually really nice. Thank you for bearing with us. I just really feel like we needed to get all of this out there, air some uh, air some of the laundry from the week, and uh, make sure that we can all come together and move on and enjoy some LCK. And speaking of enjoying some LCK, we've got some looking like idiots to do. Because you guys have all seen DRX versus Gen.G, we have not. We will be uh, undergoing that series in a matter of hours. And it's time to make some predictions. Time to look a little bit silly. And then you guys can put your comments down below as to how silly you thought we actually or were. Or how accurate we were, because we are kind yeah, of spooky about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Sometimes we like, predict things really well. Yeah, and sometimes we look like morons. And I might look like a moron, because I'm really, I'm really kind of feeling <laughs> great today. I'm... Huh? Deft. <laughs> you look great today. Oh. Yeah, I'm starting to feel some barrel and deft action for this one. I'm. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be three games, but I think Let's it's going to be a Atlas's win. prediction first. <laughs> so, so you were saying Atlas? What you were saying? Three what, games. Three games. And three games. I think it's DRX win. Two one. Okay. Yeah. So you were just already set up to look silly. Like you were. That's why you're going with the silly angle on the comments <laughs> instead of us being right just and smart. I want to. <laughs> I think. I think that. Every episode should be educational and there should be an opportunity for you to exercise your newfound skill of being nice even though someone says something wrong. Max, they lost they lost two oh to Hanwha life. I love Chorus, but like hey, that's that, not that's not right. They then won after that. So uh <laughs> let's start with Wolf. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so uh, I thought Hanwha uh, played that series very well. We've talked about it a lot. Like it's kind of been like the poster for Cars fans. Like, look at what I did, and look at how great our series was. Um, and that was a really great performance from Han Life Esports. That was an overperformance from them, but they played it very well around specific strategy, right? Um, so I, I don't take that as like a negative for DRX per se, because I thought that you know they they did fall over a little bit, and we expected them to win the series. But it was also again overperformance from HLE. Good I think that right now DRX are winning a lot of games because their bottom duo is insanely strong. Deft is carrying really hard. Um, and they're starting to come into their own a little bit in terms of Kingen. His inconsistencies are starting to wear off a little bit. I think they will be 2-0. It won't even be close, though, because, <laughs> because I think that 
right right now mechanically there's still a massive gap between every player who isn't named deft on DRX and their opposition and some might argue there's even potentially a gap between ruler and deft but it's it's lens versus barrel right you know Chovy that I Doran, mean that is barrel favored in his defense uh, I, 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 I disagree uh, but <laughs> I, I think I, I just, I, I just want to make that noise. Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 I'm just like gap. remembering Hamalife Esports, Lehens, and who Beryl was at that time winning every championship. I, well, so. I mean, that was also that was next to Viper, and then he got off Hamalife. Beryl was world. next to Ghost, okay? True. True. Give him some credit. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that just means that, you know, if, if you get off Hamalife, you need to win Worlds the next year. That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. you, you, Listen, know, you, know, you know what to do, Trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's listened before. See. Anyway, yeah, all I'm saying is mechanical gap, I think, between the two teams is going to be super high. Um, and everybody knows that my initial take on Genji is like, oh, how well are all these players who are one key part of their roster where they get all the resources working together? How is it going to work? It's working. The, the mechanical skill we <laughs> knew was always going to be there. But the teamwork is also stronger than I predicted. And I think Genji is going to take this series just because they're even if they don't draft as well as drx does they're just the stronger team mechanically i think that's going to be a gap that drx can't fill just yet that's my, Damn, that's my that was brutal. G- game Chronicler. one game one <laughs> game one goes to uh-huh. uh to, to genji naturally because they're the better team um and and i think they have a monstrous topside advantage i'd be more inclined to actually give the edge to deft and barrel and that's not a slide to the hands and ruler but i think deft and barrel have been insane both in form barrel took a little bit longer to get going than deft who's just been good since the beginning but i think that that bot lane has been exceptional but the drafting of the rx is not and and here's the key thing they lose game one and then king and pioshik and zeka all you know that they, they, they can't take it anymore they, they, it's 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 a mental breakdown they get off stage and then clear satep and peach come in <laughs> with the steel with the steel no. chair this is going to be an actual analog and then and then, <laughs> and then and then and then they they also get clapped uh, because as much as i love those players it's it's uh, it's not happening they aren't think, even going to come out mal they're not coming I, out i know I'm it's not gonna it's happen. not allowed there are no emergency <laughs> call-ups this week for drx um the reason why i'm trying to make it entertaining because i would be shocked if Genji actually get uh, beaten here, I think that the team has seen also the true return of form of players like Chofi, who had a mm, pretty, not even bad, just kind of really lackluster. He was not amazing, spread. and that was disappointing. No, I, I mean, like, I, 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 <laughs> I think, think that's that's fair assessment. I, I, no, I think like he was he he, he was worse than than he was in uh, summer of 2021. Like, I think he had a bit of a decline, and now he's very much on on, on the upswing again. So. Uh, there is just no matchup. I mean, Peanut versus Pioshik is a huge gap. As much as you can sometimes levy some criticism towards Peanut for some of his late-game decision-making, his early game have been stellar. They've just got enough of a absolutely clapping teams with Renekton in Italy, and I don't think that DRX is going to be able to stand up in. But the bot-line matchup will be great. Yeah, uh, what I'll say is I think it'll also be a 2-0 for Genji over DRX. I think that is the objective expectation that a lot of people should have. Um, <laughs> I'm not sitting well, right next to Atlas right now. Uh, well, so, my play-by-play brother just <laughs> I know, placing just me in the bin. dumped you in the trash. But, uh, you know... I think that, you know, if we take a look at some of the matches that have been lost, you know, like Genji going down to KT and stuff like that, um, I think that was a 
slight lapse in their play. I think that KT came with some very aggressive play, and that kind of caught Genji off guard, and they were able to take two in a row. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think that Genji are just too good of a team for that to happen. Um, DRX had it happen to them as well, based off of their loss to Hamalife Esports. So I think they're both coming in here with uh, big expectations. They're both going to be preparing for this matchup the most uh, for this week, which should make for a great matchup. I still think it's going to be 2-0. Um, Jinx is extremely high priority right now uh, in terms of, you know, we see Caitlyn band away all the time. We see Zeri. Uh, I wanted to say Zeka, but uh, Zeri banned away all the time. So Jinx is always like number one priority. And if DRX on blue side, they might even have to first pick it if they want to get that for Deft. They and have before. Really, they yeah, have that before. was two losses. That they, wasn't yeah, great. like they might do it again because it puts you behind a lot on getting like a really great jungler. And so those red side bands are going to be incredibly important. It's going to be, you know, in terms of like the bottom lane, Deft and Barrel are insane because Deft is super overperforming and Barrel is like... Maybe one of the best leaders we've had in a long time. Like, we saw what he did for Dom1, but now, like, every single time I listen to those comms, it's like, do this, do that, do this. Beryl is just, he's running the show, okay? He is the one voice, and it's incredible what he can bring to a team in terms of, you know, what we were just talking about with leadership with Dom1 earlier on in the episode. It's Yeah, very, seeing very what happened important. to them without him actually does yeah, prove yeah. that point, right? It's crazy what Barrel brings to the team. So while Lehens, in my mind, might be slightly mechanically more gifted and talented right now, uh, I think that Barrel brings more to the overall team. And uh, DRX do have a lot of great points, but I think that Gen G. They're just on a better. They're in a better position right now, even in terms of the draft and the way the meta is. I think it's just going to be too strong, and two zero. All right, I got to defend my uh, my my obviously ahead, somewhat uh, outlandish uh, prediction, but someone's got to do it, right? Because like I get like the good odds um, if mm -hmm. my prediction does come true, or I'm just talking this entire time while you guys are keck wing because I, I mean, uh, am already wrong. Talk about deaths. That's okay. Well, no, that's not what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> what I'm going to talk about is their most recent series uh, against Fred of Brown and the fact that I think that a lot of people undersold just how well DRX navigated game number one. And the way that they played 1-3-1, I thought was coordinated absolutely beautifully. They took a huge risk with their draft, but they navigated it in a way that made it look like they just were better and understood exactly what they wanted to do. And when a team has that level of understanding of their drafting situation, the tendencies of their opposition, it really does give me a lot of hope. And what we've seen from Gen G is a lot of overconfidence in situations when they feel like they're better. So if DRX are going to be able to plan as effectively as they did against Fred at Brion and really dismantle how they play the game, then I believe that there is a good shot, assuming uh, we hit a heads on Pyoshik. Because... He's either amazing or just not good. So we need Pyoshik to exist. As soon as that happens, I'm looking good. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Um, let us know what you thought in the comment section below. And we will see you next week with hopefully another really fun segment as well. We thought this one was a little bit more serious. So didn't want to include another, you know, ad for Chronicler's stream or anything like that. <laughs> Next time, um, one, one was enough. Yeah, one was definitely <laughs> I don't, enough. I don't, I don't, I don't like. I get a little awkward with all yeah. the attention. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. You've uh, you've got a did interesting you get your soup, by the way. I did. 
in that stream you got your soup? Yeah, it was mushroom soup. What kind soup. of soup? Oh, nice. Mushroom soup, yeah. It was like, uh, <laughs> with like uh, started with a roux and then threw in the mushrooms, caramelized onions. Thanks uh, for watching, guys. Herbs. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> Ha 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 